Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited that you're able to join us today, and I value your time very much. I'd like to invite you to become a follower and supporter of the Growing Band Orchid podcast. Now, I'm sure you already listen to the show, and you've got some friends that are listening as well, and we really, really, really appreciate that. So if you keep that up, that'd be awesome. But we've now started growingband.com, which is a new website for us, and there's lots of ways you can interact with us. You can follow us on social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube by going on growingband.com and clicking on any of those to follow us. You can also find on there now a new merchandise store, which is the Growing Band Director Podcast logo and some sayings on lots of different items on there for men and women. And um, there's things from t-shirts and sweatshirts to other clothing and accessories, lots of different options on there with lots of different sizes and colors. Again, a little bit of that money comes back to us at the podcast to help us keep some content going for you. Finally, I'd like to invite you to become a Patreon member. This is a listener-supported show, which means we don't take any ads besides this one. Instead, we rely on listeners like you to keep us going, right? The way to support us um, is by going to growingband.com and clicking on the Patreon banner. And you can choose either $5 a month, $3 a month, and you'll gain access to the episode notes as well as an audio file of every episode we've done. Among other things, this is where you'll find our repertoire list and all the different repertoire podcasts we've done in the past and will do in the future. So whether it's by clicking on Patreon, um, following us on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, um, going to the merchandise store on growingband.com and ordering something for yourself or some family or friends, um, and also sharing the show with some other people, we really, really appreciate you being part of the show. And please reach out at any point. And uh, there's a way to do that on growingband.com as well on the contact us button. Uh, Anyways, let's get to the show. I hope you enjoy it. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Growing Band Director podcast. My name is Kyle Smith, and joining me is my friend and colleague, Jeff Smith. Our mission is to share practical advice and explore topics that will help every band director, no matter your experience level, as well as music education students who are working to join us in the coming years. Together, we will discuss many aspects of a well-rounded band program, but most importantly, we will discuss concepts that help us all improve our own programs each and every day. Always remember the famous quote by Ray Kroc, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're ripe, you rot. Let's get started. check out our holiday music episode for grades one and two last week and this week um, you're in for a treat because there's a ton of great great three grade three and four music in here Um, again I I urge you to follow us on social media and please um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and and send it to some friends and trying to get the word out there to more band directors Um, if you'd like to be part of the show um, shoot me an email and uh, or find me on social media and we can we can connect and get your voice heard. Again, thanks for being a, a great band director and, and looking for more ways to help your kids. As we're diving into this holiday programming part two, uh, again, some questions you want to ask yourself. This can all be found on the show notes as well. So feel free to jump onto the Growing Band, Direc- band Director website and check out the show notes and uh, follow along for the lists of pieces that are being used, as well as these questions you need to be asking yourself when it comes to holiday programming. So first, is this a Christmas concert? Uh, or a holiday concert, or a winter concert. This informs all of your other decisions, and you need to know your community. So if your community expects certain types of music at the holiday concert, 
You need to make sure you know what they expect, especially if you're in the first couple of years of your job. Um, if you've been there long enough, you probably understand the community and you know sort of what is best for the community. Um, and this informs your, all of your program needs. Um, is this your first concert or is it your second concert, right? I mean, if, the, if you've done a concert earlier in the year, then, you know, this is now a chance to do some just holiday music. But, but most people have done no concerts and their first concert is in December around the country, right? So you're sort of trying to get some great, great music for your kids, but then also trying to include a holiday piece or two. Um, for me, I would much prefer doing our concert schedule the way we do it. So if you haven't heard this, the way, the way we set up our holiday concert, our, sorry, our, our concert schedule in general at my high school is we'll perform in November, the beginning of the year, sorry, beginning of the month of November. So we go about, about eight weeks at the beginning of the year and we work on, on, you know, the starter stuff for the year. We then will turn around and within three or four weeks do a holiday concert of just holiday music. And then we have about uh, five weeks of rehearsal and then we'll do a beginning of February concert where we'll, we'll pair with the local university or do a movie concert um, with the screen down and student movies being done and things like that. Or we'll do a regular, regular holiday concert. It's also a great time to have our jazz ensemble perform um, as they have their festival season starting usually the week later. Uh, then six weeks after that, we'll do the end of March uh, assessment festival. For us, it's Maine Band Directors Association Concert Band Festival. Most people have a, a festival like that they can go to. And if you can't, if you're in the Northeast, come to the main one. It's great. Um, and we'll do a concert around that time for our, family as, our families as well. And then we'll finish with a uh, an all-city concert, grades 5 through 12 in a gym. So everybody gets to hear each other and uh, and finish the year in a strong, strong part before we start the parade season. Um, so that's that's what works well for us. But again, you have to know what's what's right for you. Um, does the, is the community expecting holiday music or Christmas music or winter music? You need to know the community, and if they leave the concert loving it and knowing that um, they had a really good time as well as listening to their students perform, then it's uh, you win and the students win situation. So, um, and then so last thing to think about is: Are you looking for music that is more educational? with a hint of holiday, or you're looking to entertain the audience with straight up holiday or winter music and, uh, you know, and all that. So I actually feel like with my situation, I'm able to pick music that's a little more audience friendly and teach through that because I know I'm doing six different performances. So the kids are performing between 20 and 25 pieces. So I'm able to really put together a, a, an easier program that's pretty quick. And that's the purpose of that is to entertain people. But I've also done it before where I really am looking for educational music. Um, and obviously, ideally, we are looking for pieces that fit both, right? Um, so consider avenues when you're choosing music, in addition to what you're going to hear today, um, that, are part of, that are part of our culture, right? So like movie music from holiday movies. So think of all the holiday movies that you love and then see if you can find any music from that. Uh, and things like the Nutcracker, which we're obviously used to hearing and... Um, and that's a, a great holiday piece that is not, uh, not um, you know, religious-based in any way. Um, I will say as we get on to the repertoire, um, for high schools especially, uh, I'm, I say that because I'm thinking now of the grade levels they offer, but um, if you check out R Arrangers Publishing Holiday Music, there's too many to list on this podcast, but they have a number of amazing holiday concert band arrangements that work really, really well for high school, especially. Again, that's Arrangers Publishing Company. 
Um, and then I have not included any Charlie Brown music because there was a ton that I could have included, uh, included uh, and decided sort of to leave all of that out. So there's uh, any grade level you teach, you can find some great Charlie Brown stuff, which is obviously, um, you know, ho holiday related as well. So um, let's dive into this music. I'm really excited for this. I have done um, just about all these pieces. Let me look. Uh, yep, I've done all these pieces and um, I like them a lot. So let's start with the Nutcracker Suite. This is arranged by Ed Huckabee. Uh, I call this a grade three. I think the, uh, the publisher calls it a two and a half, but I think it's a little bit harder than that. Um, and it works really well. So let's check out the Nutcracker Suite by Ed Huckabee. Just to make sure you remember as you're listening to these recordings, some of which are sort of very, very good edited recordings by professionals from the studio. And then some of them are by school bands that are pretty good recordings as well. Um, but as you, especially if you're a younger, younger teacher, I say this on all these podcasts, but don't just judge the piece by what it sounds like. Judge the composition um, and any performance errors that may be there. For, for example, they're out of tune or with not a great sound. You know, I try to provide you the best recordings I can, but just, just keep that in mind as you're listening. Try to separate the performance issues with the uh, composition itself. So here is Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky um, The Nutcracker, arranged by Ed Huckabee.
again, if you're unsure about that arrangement, check out J.W. Pepper. There's a great recording on there. You can do so much with articulation and phrasing through that. My favorite movement's the middle movement, which is just gorgeous in 3-4. Uh, in that, that Arabian dance is pretty awesome. Okay, so the next one we're going to listen to is very pop-oriented, and you would only do this, again, if you had the ability to put in a ballad here that was sort of a pop ballad. This is um, Grown Up Christmas List, which is... Um, performed by Michael Bublé, and this is an arrangement by Brown. Uh, I like this a lot. There is a cool key change in the middle of it. There's some really good stuff to teach here. You know, if you can't, if you're not a fan of the tune, then by all means don't do it, but uh, uh, I've enjoyed working on it. I think I've done it once, and uh, it's just nice sometimes to get a pop tune in there that people know. So here's Grown Up Christmas List by Brown.
Yeah, it's funny. And listening back to that, I remember how much music musicianship I was able to teach through our students. Um, There's some cool harmony and some tension notes and, and things in that. And obviously a, a tune that kids know. So that one did not come together super quickly. In fact, I did that with a large group with a lot of um, kids 9 to 12. Some of the ninth graders um, found parts of that uh, on the trickier side. Um, so, you know, I, I that one worked for my situation and I will probably do that again. Um, just a good chance to do a pop ballad. Um, next one is, this one is now uh, going to be a march. It's called We Need a Little Christmas. I think everybody knows this tune. It's arranged by Ted Ricketts. I like it a lot because it is in A-flat major and in cut time. So I use this as an opening for one of our concerts. I believe I've done it once or twice. Um, here's Ted Ricketts' arrangement of We Need a Little Christmas. opportunities you have in there a flat major which is always awesome to work on that that having that concert d flat in there i just had a boy graduate who in trombone who just missed every d flat his entire school career and he'd laugh about it afterwards and it was not uh not always very pleasing to me but uh, i think of him when i think of the key of a flat major um and the the cut time march so it's it checks off a lot of boxes as as we would say uh, in education as well as a tune that that people know so that was We Need a Little Christmas, arranged by Ted Ricketts, and he's a great arranger if you don't know his stuff. Um, the next tune we're going to listen to is arranged by Jay Dawson. This is one of those arranged publishing pieces, and it's uh, on the tune Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> Thank you. 
Again, that's A Wonderful Christmas Time, arranged by Jay Dawson. What I like about all those um, arrangers publishing ones is they stay pretty close to the original tune, so people aren't sort of guessing what they're listening to, but they add some stuff in there that makes it really educational, uh, and they sort of, sometimes the harmonies are, are altered a bit, and that really, uh, you know, really helps the, the, the tune stay fresh. Um, one of my favorite pieces is up next. This is called Christmas at the Movies. Um, and let me look. What's uh, the parts of this one? What movies is it, does it use? Let's see. Oh, that's right. This is arranged by John Moss. Uh, it starts with the Polar Express. Then the middle part is Somewhere in My Memory, which is the main melody from Home Alone. And then the overture from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so this has been a real popular one uh, for my kids in the past, and I hope you enjoy it. This is John Moss's arrangement, a piece called Christmas at the Movies. fades out but it does end with that tune as the the finale of it that's been a, a real hit for my kids again that's uh, christmas at the movies arranged by john moss that's grade three uh next grade three is by a great composer richard saceda who was also a great teacher for many years at carmel high school in indiana and this is called ukrainian bell carol now this piece um, is one of those if you're looking to add a piece that is maybe a concert opener um on a christmas on a christmas concert a holiday concert of any kind but but you need it to be a little bit more contemporary and you want to hide the tune a little bit, this is a really great one for that. If you're looking for a slam dunk opener, this is not it in my my belief. Um, I actually did, did this once and some people were like, I think I know that tune, but I don't, I'm not really sure what it was. And I'm like, that's not the reaction I was looking for. Um, so this is a, a great tune, but it's more of a concert work. Here's Ukrainian Bell Carol by Richard Sacedo. <laughs> Thank you. 
Carol, arranged by Richard Sacedo. Again, super energetic opener. Uh, my kids really, really enjoyed that. I have not done that in a while, um, but such a such a great opener, so much to teach, and how many different ways can you get jingle bells in there? Um, I think he did a great job with, with that chart. Sorry, piece. Uh, next piece is actually another Richard Sacedo piece. He's done so much stuff, and we, we've done some of his things in the past. He's written for uh, lots of marching band shows as well. We have two more grade threes. This one is a lyrical piece, which is amazing, and it's entitled Coventry Carol. Again, some people, m myself included, like to do some of these uh, maybe European carols that are a little less known here. They are, they are holiday-based, but they're not as commercial as the ones that we know, and Coventry Carol definitely fits that that bill. So let's check it out. Arranged by Richard Sacedo, Coventry Carol.
Again, that was Coventry Carol, arranged by Richard Saucedo. It's just such a, a lovely piece of music, and there's so much in there. You hear that there's some, some instrument um, alternatives for that, but you can play it with very standard instrumentation as well. Uh, the last piece I have in our grade three level, and again, you know, these are sometimes subjective. They're what I would call a grade three. Um, this is a real slam dunk that I've done, and if you haven't done this before, you need to get somebody who who would be a good narrator for your band. There's another narrator one coming up here as well, but uh, somebody who'd be a good narrator for your band. And for me, I've used my principal, and it's amazing because it gets them in the room and seeing what you do, and it's always always helped. But you know, somebody who's animated and who who can do a good job with it. This is um, Jack Bullock's arrangement of "Twas the Night Before Christmas," and we've actually done it where the the narrator sits on a really, really old chair in front of the band and has all the kids in the audience up to sit and uh, they bring their blankies and their stuffies and their PJs and stuff and they, they check it out. So it's uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, arranged by Bullock. <laughs> was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. Rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, 
on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all! As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew with the sleigh... That was Twas the Night Before Christmas, arranged by Jack Bullock. And the piece is about uh, seven minutes long or so. Uh, and I think if you can get a narrator that's a little more animated than that as well, it works really, really well. The narrator can dress up in a, you know, PJs or a robe or, or whatever. It's a kind of a cool a cool thing to do. I would suggest if you do that piece, doing it um, maybe second from the end. So people really focus through that and enjoy it. And then you give them one really nice piece to end the concert. Thanks very much for uh, checking out all these pieces. I think... At this point, we'll, uh, we'll jump to the Grade 4 podcast, uh, which will come out next week. So please tune back in for that one. And I uh, hope you're enjoying these pieces so far. Again, send us some, some uh, love over, over social media. And uh, thanks for supporting the show. And please share it with a friend. We sincerely appreciate you taking your valuable time and listening to the Growing Band Director podcast. Your students are very lucky to have a band director like you. If you have any suggestions for episode topics or think you have an area of expertise to share on a show with us, please reach out. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Growing Band Director. See you next week.